I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come on, shit fart, ride like the wind. Let's do it again. I cast Path to the Grave. Your head is so smelly. Oh, yeah, I nearly forgot. I saw a moose. A moose? I knew we should have stayed here. What the hell is a moose? The giant grabs you and throws you 60 feet. <laughs> I am down. But I want to be next to you when we die. Grave cleric, motherfucker, yeah. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 27, Blood from a Stone. 
MVP this week is Abe Hughes, who's been joining us on our Patreon-exclusive Minecraft server. Nice to meet your pixelated avatar, Abe. Speaking of Patreon, for our $10 and higher supporters, we have just released the first chapter of our new weekly mini-sode audio drama, Malevolent. Set in the cold and mysterious city of Arkham and infused with our own unique blend of Lovecraftian horror, Malevolent is a short-form podcast where you, our patrons, decide what happens. Each week, a new chapter of Malevolent will end with a decision. Run or hide, shoot or save, live or die. The choice is yours collectively as our patrons, so choose wisely. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for a sneak peek of the first chapter. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. All right, are you ready to do this? Let's roll. So, you open this treasure chest, and inside... You find a ruby worth 100 gold pieces. Nice. You find a spell <laughs> scroll. Oh. There's a quiver with 10 arrows in it. Ooh. And folded underneath everything, there is a set of shiny, <gasps> dwarven-sized mm. splint mail. Oh, dibs. Doran, I imagine you pick it up out of the treasure chest and you hold it up. It is dwarven sized. Kind of jangles a bit. Well, you can tell from its weight that this is mithril armor. Wow. So splint armor gives you an AC of 17. Brilliant. Thank you. Normally you would need a strength score of 15 to use it and that it would confer stealth disadvantage. But because it is mithril armor... Neither of those things apply. So now I have a 17. Yeah. And a 19 with my shield. With your shield. Do you try it on right away? I do. Oh my God. Doran, it it fits me so so well. It's so nice. It glimmers this light silvery color. But what is this? And I pull out the quiver of arrows. The quiver! Kraloth, look how beautiful this quiver is. That, that's, a, that's a beautiful quiver. Look at that. It's a embossed leather with waves and dwarven ships on it. Mm. Does it say anything in dwarvish? Yeah. Doran, what does this say? It says, Fare thee beyond the sea. Very interesting. Fare thee beyond the sea. Hey, I came from overseas. It's like this was Isn't that interesting? For me. And I'm going to take out all my arrows from my normal quiver. It's just like a mundane bandit quiver I got. I'm going to put them all in this new quiver, put it on my back, and I'm going to toss the leather to the door and make something fun out of this. Oh, I will. And then I shove it in my back. Make me a nice bracer. I pull out one of the arrows that just came out of the chest, and I look at it, and I look at the tip. And this, uh, this is very fine work. They almost vibrate. Take a look at this, Kraloth. Mm. And I pass Kraloth one of the, one of the bolts. Are they magical? I can't really tell. I, I... Um, you can just assess the integrity of the arrows. The arrows are magic. There are 10 of them. The cloud kind of forms over Kraloth as he says. Jack would have been able to tell right away. I'll use them to get Jack back. Put it in my quiver. And I turn my back towards you. Here you go. Ooh. What was on that spell scroll? Oh, yeah. I nearly forgot. Yeah. Right, let me take a look at this. Oh, no. Kraloth, this is a spell scroll of greater restoration. I... Roll up the scroll, and I pull out my holy symbol. I say, we're going to get our boy back. You guys travel back through the dark, damp rooms of this dwarven civilization. As you travel back through the rooms, you again see these glyphs and runes all over the walls. Mm. 
telling the tale of this dwarven civilization. And as we go back through, I want to take a look, a final look, because I never really went into the circular room. Is there anything on the walls here that I can see? There are runes on the walls in this room. They're partly covered by the stalactites. Yeah. And they are done in a different hand than the runes in the rest Hmm. of the hall. What are you doing, Doran? I'm looking at the history here some more because the runes in this room are slightly different. In fact, the runes in this room are ruined. Let's take a look from the beginning. I'm curious about this story. Can we do a read, just a quick one, from the beginning to the end of these runes, including these new ones that we've just discovered? Yeah, and I'm going to roll for stone cunning if I should. Please do. So the story of the Hogdanar civilization, as far as you were able to determine it, uh, starting from the first room, I guess, you learned of seafaring shield dwarves coming to this coast, building a prosperous civilization. Sending boats back out. Sending boats back out and the boats not returning. Right. And then in this final room, the one with the stalactites where you stand, Doran, looking at the walls, what is your stone cutting roll? I rolled a 12. The runes here are carved with a different hand and they're harder to decipher. They tell of a madness spreading throughout the dwarves. The shield dwarves came from far away, landed here, and then left the people with the madness behind? Roll insight. Can I do that? Of course, everyone can roll. 16. Kraloth, why would only some of them be mad? So all the dwarves go crazy. This is the final step of, in the runes. It's just craziness and downfall of civilization. I think I understand. As you can see... Coming in the front corridor here, the runes are all drawn by my ancestors until we come to this room. And over here, and Doran points up to the wall, you see how it shows that they went mad. But this is drawn by somebody else. Of course. Somebody else is telling the story about the Hogdenar going mad. I don't understand why a lot of them went across the ocean. But they obviously went mad at some point. It's, it's hard to, to tell. The only the only thing that really strikes me is that someone decided it was important enough to finish the story. <gasps> I get it. The, the, the stone giants. Remember, they were throwing the ruins at us and they said, we're going to wipe you off the face of the earth. It's the, the stone giants. Oh, but the stone giants no, couldn't get down here. but that's who they thought they were destroying. The stone giants must have thought that maybe you or or this dwarven ruin that, what are they called? It's quite possible, the Hogdenar. The Hogdenar. That stone giants must have been trying to eradicate the Hogdenar. Maybe they thought I was a Hogdenar Maybe. Dwarf. Or maybe they just wanted to destroy the ruins. I think what I'm going to do, and, and Doran pulls out his leather-bound book, starts at the back. Beautiful. You're and sketching he, and it And he all? sketches out everything. Because in Doran's mind, Red, you're not entirely right. <laughs> But he's definitely going to, I mean, Doran sees Jack as the... Jack would love this. And even if you want to take a note to show him when well, that's when we doing. get him back. Yeah, yeah. When, when we of, see him. Let's go. Yes. So as you travel back through the corridors, Doran, you pause just for a moment in front of each bas-relief sculpture and you sketch it into your book as you make your way back out into the Crypt Garden Forest, outfitted with some shiny new treasure. Now hold on. Before we go out there, we know it's safe in here. I think we should take a break. Just make sure that we're all as good as we can. Spend an hour. Spend an hour. Just relax. Take it easy. And then go out to wherever the giants are. I agree. 
So while we're resting, I'm just going to take stock of my own condition. And okay. I, I lost some health there. Yeah. Um, do I sense that there's any way that I can undo? Your max HP was reduced? That's right. It's going to take you a full 24 hours of rest, i.e. you're going to have to put down in a inn somewhere and chill for a day. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Which we don't have time to do. Legit. That's badass. Yeah, that's it's bad. pretty tough. All right. We need to get back to our horses and back to Orin. And we need to head south, back to where we first saw Jack taken by those giants. Let's do it. After a short rest, we can regain hit. You can roll any hit dice you would like. So that's, I have six d10. That means I can roll all six. You could roll one after the other after the other and stop when you want to. So you guys exit this ruin, this dungeon, both things that you know Jack would have loved to witness. Wow, he really missed out there. And we missed him. We missed him, yeah. Yeah, well, he did miss out. Yeah, he's gonna have yeah. terrible FOMO. <laughs> yes, also FOMO for breathing. Is that a Tabaxi word? Yes, fear of missing Oren. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, <laughs> as we arrive to the horses, Oren's like, "Did you do anything that was?" Yes, we killed a creature that we don't quite know the name of. Something horrific, and it smelled terrible. And uh, I got this amazing quiver. And I show him the quiver is like the 10 arrows inside a thrum with magic. And And we got a way to cure Jack. Oh, that too. You're wearing like your cool goggles on the top of your head. Oh, yeah. I got these cool. But but, but, uh, yeah, what about you? What have you been up to this whole time? I saw a moose. A moose? Wow. A moose. I knew we should have stayed here. What the hell is a moose? <laughs> Look, there's no time to waste. The spell scroll that I received, the Kelimvor guided us to, uh, is a, a spell called Greater Restoration. Essentially, it I've seen it been used by priests of the order that uh, it can turn men that have been turned into stone back to their normal form. And it can do a whole bunch of other things too, but that's... That's what we need it for. That's incredible. Let's go. There's no time to waste. Come on, Asta. And Red, like, hops up a little rock and lands squarely on Asta. Backwards. Oh. <laughs> Your head is so smelly. Let's go. We'll go back to where we last saw Jack, right. and I'll track down those giant bastards. Let's go. Come on, shit fart. Ride like the wind. Night. The hours pass you travel back to the low-lying swampy area beside the long road where you last saw Jack. The trees grow thick here and leafless. Their dark, slimy branches claw the sky. You move deeper into the swamp. Okay, now's the time, Red. I'm going to look for the last place I saw the stone giant standing, and I'm just going to roll track. Great. I roll with advantage, of course, because they are my favorite enemy. Fay, bird, Enemy. Like the sand people. 22. Red, here and there you see evidence of a stone structure that once was and is now destroyed. Several toppled stone pillars lie half buried in muck. The deep impressions of giant footprints are still present here, muddy and filled with stagnant water. They're headed southeast. Red leans over one of the footprints, dips two fingers from his paw and licks it. Gross. They went this way. The footprints travel a meandering path here and there, traveling several hundred meters off to the north, then to the south. They're going back down toward Rasalanta. Remember that beautiful woman in the window, Rasalanta? Yes. Oh, do I? Um, maybe we should follow. Come on, shit fart. Get up!
As you follow the footprints, they gradually decrease in number. First, there were four sets, then three, then two, and now only one. I think this is the one we're meant to follow. I have a good feeling on this. And I'm going to crouch down and I'm going to follow them. Maybe we should leave the horses here. No. All right, let's keep going. Come on. Yeah, we'll keep following the stone giant. It is after nearly eight hours of tracking. So this is like coming up on midnight that you come to a rocky gulch. The crevasse is 20 feet deep and over 80 feet long. A jagged mouth cut into the grassland by some earthquake thousands of years ago. At the bottom of the crevasse, a stone giant stands, nearly 20 feet tall. Her elegant limbs are lithe and muscular. Her skin is mottled shades of gray, and here and there across it, her form is marred by strange shapes that protrude from her body. You see her bicep still bears the resemblance of your friend Jack, his body still half-absorbed into her arm. His face is a silent scream. His marble eyes are open. The giant is standing still with her eyes closed. I imagine that I was scouting a bit ahead. Sure. I'm going to crawl back to the others next to some bushes. <laughs> you can see the emotion in Red's eyes. He is holding back tears. <laughs> Jack is down there. He's, he's in the creature's arms still. Listen, let's think for a moment. Do you know anything about this 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 stone giant? How would we defeat it? I mean, it's made of stone. <laughs> There's a couple of plans that are running through my mind. The most obvious and most difficult is kill the giant. The second and less obvious is, is sneaking up and, and somehow climbing the giant without them noticing. And we are, after all, Small creatures in comparison. Kraloth is nodding along with Doran, and so we should be making use of as much surprise as we possibly can with this. I don't disagree with the surprise, but I think what Doran is suggesting is that we try to get Jack off of the arm without killing the creature? Yes. I don't think that's possible. It may not be possible, but we either attack and wake it up, or we try and not wake it up and wake it up. Either way, we might end up facing a live giant. Doran, I mean, in my mind, I see two ways that this could work. Okay. We kill the giant. Yep. Or we talk to it. Okay. When we first encountered these stone giants, Kraloth, they tossed boulders at us and told us that they wanted to wipe us off the face of existence. And I think that the reason they did that was because they were trying to destroy these ruins. You're assuming that they wanted to dismantle the ruins there but they dismantled the ruins and they were throwing stones at each one of us regardless of our race no, that's i right. think they that's just right. wanted to yeah. wipe our existence from the I, face that of the actually earth. makes a lot of sense I you're agree. probably right yes by talking to them we take away that advantage of surprise yeah red looks off for a second his attention these ideas of the ruins and and then kraloth's crystallization of it just clicking for him now you're right that is it. They weren't trying to dismantle the ruins or drive us away. They were trying to do both. They're trying to wipe all of life yes. out of existence unless it is a giant. I think the only way to do this is to attack it. And let's use the sneaking act of surprise to get the drop on it. Let's just kill it. So how much higher is the top of the cliff on our side than it? Like, is it down like 15 feet or 20 feet? Like Her head comes level with the ground. Do you remember in Nightstone? Yeah. When you fired at... The horses as they jumped oh, that's right. over the bridge? Yeah. What if we did something similar 
and you fired right into the giant's eyeball as I leapt from the edge of the cliff to land on his shoulders. Great idea. Okay, here's the plan. I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on the three of us, giving us an advantage to stealth so that we can creep up right to the edge of it. Perfect. Then we'll take a surprise round. I'll attack, try to blind it so you can jump down on top of its head and Kraloth can cast one of its powerful spells to double damage that jerk. Okay, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll, I'm going to do Pass Without Trace. We'll creep up. Then you want to do, Kraloth wants to do... I'll take the first round and path, both path to the grave. Yeah. And then you will take the next attack. And then as we'll I, follow it up with a door. And, and it'll, simul, it'll be a simultaneous now, sneak all a, at once. Yeah, does it work like that if we try to do it all at once? If you're doing a surprise round, everyone still rolls initiative. And you act in initiative order. If you do manage to surprise your person who you're attacking the round happens without their turn in it they also roll initiative right okay right if you want to reorder yourselves within your surprise round you can do so that lasts the remainder of the fight gotcha that's cool okay so for example let's say that we all roll initiative and the monster rolls a 10 and it goes red doran monster kraloth and kraloth you decide that you want to go first you're the only one who will act in the surprise round. Oh. Because you're still bottom of the initiative order. So your two surprise rounds are just going to be hanging so out. So we have to roll in order, hope basically. Oh, but that makes order. sense. Yeah, because then... Problem is, we don't know what the giant rolls. That's right. So it's a gamble. Because... I see. Uh, if we roll and we're like, let's reorder, our turns could stop. So... Again, just to clarify, what we're going to do is we're going... I'm casting Pass Without Trace. We're going to sneak up to... Probably one full move away, which would be 30 feet. Then we are going to roll initiative for our surprise round. We will move up. We will attack in whatever order we do, unless we feel like rearranging based on the rolls. We're going to do what we discussed. Path to the Grave, Colossus Slayer attack, and Doran being a badass. And hopefully get in a full round before this chick even knows what hit her. Everybody roll initiative. Red. 16. Doran. 14. Kraloth. 17. Oh! <laughs> no way! Yep. Now let's hope the giant's below all that. So you've already cast Pass Without Trace. Correct. And you guys move to 30 feet away from the giant. So, Kraloth, you are 30 feet away. What do you do? I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. The scythe appears in the air behind this creature, and it makes an attack. It's going to become aware of a presence. It's got to, though, right? All right, a 20 to hit. You hit. Okay, it takes six points of damage. All right, guys, battle's on. And I'm going to cast Path to the Grave. The next attack that hits it deals double damage. Red's turn. So I'm going to attack. I'm going to roll with advantage because it has not taken a round. Yep. I am going to spend my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mock, and it has taken damage, so I will be rolling Colossus Slayer damage. If I hit. Okay. I will be making this at a sharpshooter disadvantage, which means it'll be minus five to hit. Wish me luck, everyone. Good luck. You're going to need it. Seven to hit. No, you miss. I'm going to attack again. Everything the same. Bonus to hit. Let's see it happen. Oh, boy. 22 to hit. Yeah, you hit. How much damage? 
That's going to be 58 damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's with, uh, that's yeah. with Path of the Grave. Yeah, Can you imagine if it wasn't? The arrow just <laughs> sings and it bounces across the top of the rocky crevasse and then skids directly into the giant's ear and you hear Ugh. it. And a big pop as its ear busts open. Doran, Ooh. it's your turn. Doran, what do you do? Doran pulls out the javelin that he's got and he whips it with great force at the head of the giant. 18 to hit. You miss. Really? There's quite a bit of cover going on here. Oh, that's right. I ignore cover. You don't. Do you move, Doran? No. All right. Top of the order. Surprise round over. Kraloth. Do the old one-two again, buddy! So, first things first, I uh, swing my scythe, and I kind of orchestrate it with my hand this time. And as my hand is moving, the scythe is moving and slashes at this creature's neck from right beside it. 18 to hit. You hit. I hit, and eight points of damage. Well done. And then what happens? And then... I grab my holy symbol with one hand, I mutter a prayer to Kelimvor, and I cast a sharp look at Red, and I nod briskly. Let's do it again! I cast Path to the Grave. Red, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to do it again. And it still hasn't gone, so I still get advantage to my attack roll. Correct. I am going to take another shot with Sharpshooter. 15 hit? Miss. Whew. I'm going to do it again. Do it. I'm going to do it with Sharpshooter one more time. Come on. I think it's worth it. Wish I had advantage. I'm already rolling with advantage. (laughs) Here we go. 21. Hey. I hate it when you do that. Every time. It's the worst. 46 damage. All right. Doran, it's your turn. Doran is standing there, and he watches red fire. And Doran says, using combat superiority, he says to... Red, take another shot. All right, buddy. You're going to add uh, six to your damage, so you better nice. hit it. All right. 17. Miss. Ooh. I'm sorry I missed. It was a good try, Red. But now it's my turn. Doran runs up and, with an extra long movement, takes a leap off the edge of the cliff. Make an athletics check for the jump. So that is a 20? Yeah, easy. 30. No problem. Landing onto the shoulders of the giant, barely holding on. He stands up and takes a swing at the giant's neck. Uh, That would be a 15. Miss. To hit. So I'm on the shoulders and the movement of the giant coming awake is too much for me to handle. I'm holding on, but I did not connect. It's the giant's turn. Time slows to a stop. The creature reaches a hand up and grabs Doran. Oh, really? Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, a 10. The giant grabs you and throws you 60 feet. (laughs) You take 20 bludgeoning damage. That it? (laughs) Just kidding. The giant melds into the stone of the gulch and disappears. Uh Uh-oh. Can we see which direction it melded towards? Down. Oh. Kraloth, it's your turn. Kraloth notices this thing disappear, and then he looks down at his feet. Am I standing on stone? Yeah. Is there anywhere around here that wouldn't have stone? Sure. 20 feet away from you, there's like a grassy patch. Uh, I run over to grassy patch. (laughs) 
Then what happens? Yeah, then I'm just going to ready in action. I'm going to ready Sacred Flame. When she pops her head up, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. Okay, Red, it's your turn. How far is the crevasse across? Can I jump it? It's a 20-foot crevasse. So easily. (laughs) You have to be really good at jumping. Um, Man, this thing is totally gone. And it went straight down? Yes. It takes me a minute to detect, so I can't really track it right now. I'm going to spend my turn running to Crayloth because at the very least being together makes the most sense right now. What do you yell while you're running? I imagine you yelling. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if this grass is going to help. I mean, I don't think it is, but I want to be next to you when we die. Ugh. Doran, it's your turn. You are 60 feet away on the other side oh of the gulch. All right. I stand up for half my movement and dash towards the giant. (gasps) Or where the giant used to be. And I end up 10 feet from where the giant was. The giant emerges from the stone directly beside you, Doran. Like standing now? She pulls herself out of the rock around you like someone would pull themselves out of a swimming pool. Wicked. So as she draws herself up to her full height. I believe that triggers your attack, Kralos. Yes, it does. Sacred (laughs) flame, roll a dexterity save. I will do so. 16. That's good. All right. Damn. She dodges it as she stands up to her full height, and then she attacks Dorn with her great club. Does a 19 hit? Yes. Okay, that's one hit. 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. Wow. She's going to try to hit you again. 19 to hit. 24 bludgeoning damage. What's your health at? Uh, 32 minus 24. Kraloth. Okay. It's your turn. Kraloth runs towards the edge of the crevasse and he moves his scythe across as he's moving forward to get within 30 feet of Doran. Um, but he's going to use that scythe to attack. Regular attack. That's a natural one. So my scythe is going to uh. miss. Oof. Uh, and then Kraloth is going to cast Guiding Bolt. All right. 13 to hit. No siree. I believe it's Red's turn. (gasps) Red is standing on the far side of the gulch, maybe 50 feet, 60 feet away from the giant. He sees Doran get slammed and Kraloth run over. I'm going to break Chester out of jail for this. Okay. Oh, Chester. He's been my boy. Hot and cold. Since day one. You know, if this giant gets another turn, that could be it for Doran Iron Fist. I am going to roll this first with a sharpshooter disadvantage. All right. Because I don't know how damaged the creature is. Can I roll information on it to see how damaged it is? You can. Oh, well, let's do that first. You're just rolling a perception check on this giant, unless you want to use your action to do your whole class. No, I will. I want to check it out. I want to see how damaged it is. Perceive. 21. It's bloody. Well, we knew it was a bloody giant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to roll first um, with my sharpshooter disadvantage. Okay. No, 15? Mm Mm-mm. And I'm going to roll this one straight up. No sharpshooter advantage. Let's see it. 25 to hit? Yeah, you hit. 23 damage? Your arrow sails across the crevasse and pegs the giant between the ribs, but it stands. Menacing your friend Doran with its great club. Doran, it's your turn. Alrighty. This thing stands some 16 feet higher than you do. And yet, I don't even quiver in my boots. I'm going to just pre-roll this bonus action, 
which is my second win, 1d10 plus my fighter level. Okay, you want to get some more HPs? Oh. Is that a one? Yep. Oh, boy. And it's, uh, so that would be seven points, so that brings me back up to 15. Yep. I'm going to take an attack, which is going to be 19 to hit. Yeah, you hit. And then nine points of damage. Okay. And then I turn to red. I holler across the gulch. And I say, take another attack. I'm on it, buddy. Let's bring this giant down. Should I do it with my sharpshooter disadvantage? Yes. And then you're going to add four to the damage. Go big or go home. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Eight. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. It wouldn't have hit either way. It's the giant's turn. It's going to attack Doran. With its great club. Really? Me? (laughs) You don't say. 15 to hit. That's a miss. And the club comes down and rattles my gear. 27 to hit? No, that totally hits me. (laughs) 24 bludgeoning damage. I am down. The giant leaps across the gulch. But I couldn't do that. I rolled a natural 20 uh, on my athletics check plus my 14 athletics bonus means I rolled a 34 to jump across the gulch, so I'm fine. Lands directly beside Kraloth. It's your turn, Kraloth. Now, actually, as soon as Doran hit zero hit points, Kraloth, as a reaction, used Spare the Dying. (gasps) Within it. 30 feet, okay. he is stabilized. Okay, so Doran is not making death saves. Amazing. Neither is Doran going to contribute to the battle right now. Grave cleric. Grave cleric, motherfucker, yeah! Dope. Okay, so if I use this, I won't be able to cast Revivify, but if... I Sticks go down high. anyways. Hopefully, I, I'm the next person to go down if anybody goes down. You guys have some posh. We got posh. All right, I'm going to move my spiritual weapon, and he's not going to attack. Mm-mm. And then I'm going to cast. I look up at this giant in front of me, and I put my hands together, and this dark purple energy forms around my hand as I cast a beam out in front of me, a spell that you guys haven't seen before. Ray of Enfeeblement. Oh. It's an 18. That hits exactly. Nice. All right. So on a hit, the target deals only half damage with weapon attacks that use strength until the spell ends. Fuck yeah. That's good. That's huge. At the end of each of the target's turns, it can make a constitution saving throw. So it it might only work for one. I mean, probably it's only going to work for one. But That's your action? That is my action. All right, Red, what do you do? You see this stone giant menacing your BFF, Kraloth. You see Doran fallen unconscious on the (laughs) other side of the gulch. Not only that, I see the outline of Jack, our friend, in this thing's bicep as it brings the club down. I am going to draw my bow, aim at this thing's head, and I am going to fire with Chester. I pull an arrow out of my quiver and say, your name is Chester Arrow. Fly true. I'm going to use sharpshooter. 16? No. Fuck. The arrow sings clear and I go, fuck it, Chester! <sighs> All right. This arrow's named Jack. 23. Yeah, you hit. How much damage do you do? 18 damage. 
What does it look like when you kill a giant? Oh, Holy oh. fuck. The arrow named Jack sings true towards the creature, which has its attention turns toward my best friend, Kraloth. As it reels back its club. About to pound him into the earth. The silhouette of Jack's face just shines in the night sky. I see the horrific look and I let the arrow sing true. It goes directly into the back of the stone giant's head, piercing underneath its skull, and I see it protrude the front. It stands unmoving for a moment, and then with a crashing thud, it tumbles into the gulch 20 feet below. I'll check on Dora and you go down to Jack. Okay. And I run to the side of the gulch, slide down with my claws, running over to the stone giant who's dead. So I run over to Doran and I, I kneel down next to him and I say, Kalimvor, bring him back to us. <gasps> okay, I'm good. Where is he? I stand up and I look around in a panic at, for, for the giant who is just standing above me. Okay, thank you, Kraloth. I'm awake now. Where is he? Where is who? The giant. Oh, we got him. And I pull out the scroll. It's time to get our friend back. You hear from below you, come, come on down, come. He's here. And I lower you down, Kraloth. Perfect. And I stay at the top watching and observing and ready to hoist you guys back up. So we're going to have to get out of this gulch. And I reach towards the back of the giant's head as I'm waiting for Kraloth to descend. And I pull the arrow out and I'm like, Jack the Giant Slayer. And I put the arrow back in my quiver to use on another giant. Cool. As Kraloth approaches, come on, we can do this. Uh, okay. So Kraloth opens the scroll. Klaatu. And uh-huh. uh, he begins to attempt to read it. So because you can't actually cast fifth level spells yet as a sixth level cleric Mm -hmm. you're going to have to roll an ability check so you use wisdom as your spell casting ability as a cleric so you're going to have to make a dc 15 oh boy wisdom check it's okay we can do it and i put my hands over your hands as you're looking at the scroll we got this for jack kalimvor guide my hand 16 you did it. Okay, so you read Holy the spell moly. scroll, and as you utter the words written on the spell, they erase themselves from the scroll. This is a one-use-only situation. And as your words are imbued by power from Kelimvor, you speak life back into the lump of stone that was your friend Jack. He regains his color He falls from the arm that once held him, this dead stone giant's arm. And as he pulls himself up into a sitting position and looks around at the three of you, he says, What the hell is even happening? I have no words. Thank Kalimvor, thank Lathanda, thank uh, Moradin. Thank you for joining us, and remember to leave us a few kind words on iTunes. It makes a world of difference. Oh, and if you're considering supporting us on Patreon, maybe give this a listen, and it will push you over the edge.
Where am I? What's happened? Don't you remember? Who are you? Who am I? I'm a friend. The best friend you have right now. The only friend you have right now. What, what, what happened? Why, why can't I see anything? <laughs> I know. What, what do you mean you know? Who, who are you? Relax. Take a deep breath. Relax. I can't. I can't. I, I don't remember who I am, or, or where I am, or what's happened. I, I can't see anything. Calm down, friend. I'll tell you everything you need to know, okay? Okay, okay. Let's start with where you are. You're standing in the office that belongs to one Arthur Lester. Arthur Lester? Yeah, sound familiar? Not really. It should, because they're your offices. Mine? That's right, friend. Why are we... Don't move just yet, friend. Why? Because I want you to do something. You you want me to... Do something, yes. Uh, uh, okay. Reach down by your feet. What am I reaching for? Something you dropped. All right. I feel, um... I feel a book. Yes. Pick it up. What is it? A book. I know it's a book. I, I mean... I know what you meant. I'm just adding some levity to the situation, friend. Now turn around and head towards your desk. I, I can't... I'll tell you when you're warm. Look, I don't understand what's going on. It'll be okay. Just breathe deep. Take a few steps backwards. Okay. Okay, stop. Stop. I said stop, friend. I tried. I, I just... I tripped over something. What, what is this? It, it feels... It feels like a... Now just calm down. Oh my god. It feels like a body. Yes. It's a body, Arthur. Your partner. What? This is too much. Arthur? What? Arthur. Arthur! Listen to me. I have your eyes now. So you're gonna shut the fuck up and listen to me. Stand up, walk to the desk, and put the book down. That was Malevolent, and remember, new episodes every week. See you soon! A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.